Because in insurance, you want to know that that person that you're contacting is there for you. And responding within five or 10 minutes of somebody saying, hey, I want to call back from this business allows you to, to, to get that and to engage with them. Welcome to the Insurance Innovators Unscripted, the show dedicated to innovation in the insurance industry. Each episode, you'll get a dose of thought leadership from the industry's top business minds, influencers, innovators, and executive leaders. If you want to transform your corner of the industry and exchange innovative ideas, you need to subscribe to this podcast. Now here's your host, Abel Travis. Hey everyone, welcome to the Insurance Innovators Unscripted Podcast, where we discuss insurance innovation. So throughout all of the 80 episodes that we've previously published, there's just been so many great nuggets in regards to insurance innovation and things that you could apply to your day to day in order to help transform this great industry. So, you know, once a month, I'm going to do a reboot episode in which, you know, I'm going to uh, replay one of my favorite episodes throughout the year. So you all could, uh, you know, just get some insights into what the discussion was at, at that time and then potentially use it to apply to what you're doing to transform the insurance industry today. Now, also, you know, you're going to see me at quite a few conferences coming up. As you are aware, conference season for 2019 is just about here. So I'm going to be at Dig In later this month. I'm also going to be at the NAIC conference as well as a couple of conferences in July, August, September, and October. I can't lay them all out. But, you know, for those that are interested, if you see me, just don't hesitate to reach out to me. Um, and also, you know, let's go for a coffee and have a chat. There's a lot that's happening. And I'm, I'm always interested in, number one, meeting you, but also just learning and hearing more about what you're doing to help innovate this great industry. So today I have the pleasure of speaking with Zal Dasta, the co-founder and chief operating officer of Lucid, a company that uses artificial intelligence technology to help customers convert more of their website visitors to leads for their sales team to engage in meaningful conversations. Zal, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Welcome. Thank you so much for uh, for having me. It's uh, It's wonderful to be here. Hey, so Zal, you know, you, you've been working in uh, several industries. So before we jump into what you're doing in Lucip today, you know, talk to me about your background and, and, you know, how you got into the position of where you're at today. So um, largely by accident, I would say. Um, my background has predominantly been in, uh, in sales and marketing. So I, I started my career uh, doing sports marketing uh, out here in in Asia with for some very large uh, sporting events such as the you know the Formula One and the PGA Golf and the, even the LPGA and after that I started my very first company in uh, in India uh, about uh, going back now ten years twelve years um, and it was actually with the same business partner that I have now in Lusab so we started a. We started a company that was in uh, mice lead generation. So we used to send leads for conferences, events, uh, weddings, uh, all, all these sorts of things um, to hotels, uh, pr- primarily in India, but also around the world. I think like most startups, uh, especially most early startups or first startups, uh, it didn't work. Uh, we sort of ran out of uh, cash. Um, I then came back to Singapore to head uh, sales for a boutique uh, digital agency where we were providing uh, services targeted specifically at other agencies uh, a little bit prior to before or prior to them building out their own uh, digital teams. 
and then uh, and then I rejoined with um, with with my partner that I was working with in India, a, a guy called Kaishwara, um, and uh, rejoined that. Well, rejoined with him uh, to start a company that would eventually become uh, Lucep. Uh, so we we kind of started with a, with a, with a couple of products, and we still have those products that we sell. Um, but uh, now the main focus and the main driver is is, is definitely Lucep, which is for us a it's really a uh, it's a sales tool designed to help uh, any organization with a disparate sales team. Um, and uh, those who want to engage uh, on online media or digital media, uh, we, we help them. And so we, we work across industries like uh, we work in automotive, we work in consulting, um, small businesses, uh, hotels, uh, but really insurance with the, with the way that their agents are, are distributed and are sort of individually managed or or kind of told that they have to to manage themselves um the lucep tool really has proven to 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 be very well suited to the insurance industry yeah so i i'd love to dig a little bit deeper into that specifically to the insurance industry so if you don't mind you know so so you you talked a little bit about the uh the value proposition of what lucep is trying to accomplish in terms of the the problem that you're solving um, in, in, in it, you know, you know I, I know you're in a, a multitude of industries, but you know, talk to me a little bit more about the specific value proposition within the insurance space, um, and you know where the value comes in for either incumbent carriers, agents, or others in this industry. So, uh, Lucep is a is a tool or a platform that allows companies to engage with their digital channels and then through the Lucep app uh, push any lead notification or any time a customer has requested for a callback or some information uh, to send that right back to an agent. Um, we, we do a couple of things. If it's an insurer-generated lead, we actually Uberize the lead. So just like Uber um, we, you know, notify a group of agents, uh, maybe within a particular area, and the first agent that responds can claim that lead. Um, the other thing that we do is we allow, an, on an individual level, we allow an agent to take any content, so that could be content that um, their company has generated, or content that, for example, the BBC or CNN has written, um, and convert that, so using like a bit.ly URL shortener, um, and we create a custom sidebar that gets embedded into the content. So what they can do is they can share this BBC article, and uh, it will look like a BBC article to all of their friends on social media. But when they click on it, there will be a small panel or a small sidebar that appears on the right-hand side that says, you know, if you would like more information about how you can protect your family, please put in your name and your number. So where we found it and why we found uh, insurance to be uh, a, a really good sort of sweet spot for us is because most uh, insurance agents that we've met kind of act as solo entrepreneurs. or They may be part of small groups or, or agencies, but really uh, it's up to them to, to generate leads. And what we discovered when we were, when we were sort of conducting research and uh, and looking at the buying process of insurance, uh, particularly that of life insurance, because that's the 
you know, while we do work uh, in general, a lot of uh, companies that are that are in general insurance are trying to move to a almost a fully online model. Whereas uh, with life insurance, there's still a big space for the agent uh, to be involved in. And I think it's got to do with the sort of transaction volume, uh, as in the, the, the price that people are paying. They, they, they want to look at someone, they want to trust them. So what we noticed was that whenever uh, a customer we spoke to had bought insurance, their standard process was very much the same. Uh, they wanted to, uh, they would reach out to sort of six insurance companies but it was chances are it was the first or second insurance uh, agent that responded to them that would get their business. Um, and we thought, okay, well, what if we created something here that uh, could give an agent the edge in terms of being able to engage with the customer when the customer wants with as much information on what that customer is looking for, the type of products, the type of person, uh, their affinity, all of that data if we could provide that to the agent, then maybe there was a way that we could help the agent close faster. Yeah. So, so, so just really quickly, you know, um, there's there's this concept of having uh, a true 360 view of the customer um, within the insurance space in order for agents um, to truly understand the customer from the point of acquisition all the way through to the point of when they close with the carrier and beyond that in the event that there's a claim or there's something happening within the insured facility you know there's um the data that can give carriers and agents sort of that view of the customer you know is lucip um an organization you know to, to the point that you made you know providing the agent with the data so are you an organization that would append a multitude of, let's say, external third-party data to what you are uh, showing the agent about this customer in order for them to close? Or or, or how are you um, playing within that space based on how you're defining the customer? So uh, we, do a, we, do a, we do a few things. So firstly, the, the main part of what Lucet focuses on is probably the, the bit before we start calling him the customer. Um, it's the where they're still a prospect. So what, you know, at this point um, in, the, in the sort of buying journey, what has happened here is that you have someone who has realized that, you know, that maybe the cost of, of, of critical care has gone up so much that they need to uh, engage with or they want to find out a little bit more about um, insurance because they want to know how to protect uh, them and their loved ones. So the, the, what we would do is we would obviously provide as much data as we can uh, on the customer. For example, uh, what article did they look at? Uh, what information have they voluntarily filled in? You know, have they been to your company's website? Uh, we're also able to, uh, in certain markets, uh, when a customer has voluntarily given us the phone number, uh, we can use that phone number to uh, access publicly available social media data on that customer. So that's typically things like where they went to school, where they're working, their job position. So we're trying to find the agent as much information as they can about the customer so that when they do engage with them and when they do speak to that customer, they are coming from a place of knowledge. They're coming from a place of uh, being able to uh, 
empathize or understand what the customer is looking for. I think the other thing that we do, which is which is uh, which is a little bit unique to our solution, is that we have a, a, a smart lead distribution engine, and what that means is that um, if you have so, for example. Uh, we have customers all over the world, but let me take Indonesia as an example. Indonesia is a, uh, or Jakarta is, is the capital of Indonesia. It's a very large city. Um, and if you, for example, had a woman who was 45 uh, living in West Jakarta who wanted to buy life insurance, it's unlikely that she's going to want to talk to a 20-year-old guy who lives in East Jakarta because that's like a three or four-hour commute. So what we'll say is that, okay, you have ticked these particular criteria. We will now distribute your lead to a group of agents that meet that criteria. So based on what the business has said, we can make sure that there is an agent that is responding to you, that understands you, that communicates with you, that kind of meets your comfort level um, for when you can be engaged. Yeah, no, that uh, that so that that makes a lot of sense. And um, you know, looking at it from the perspective of, um, you know, prior to the potential customer becoming a customer, then providing for that view to the agent and, and potentially the the carrier. Now, and with that said, you know, you mentioned that you all are, um, you know. You have business in many places internationally. Uh, is this concept one that's applicable internationally, um, uh, but also, you know, with uh, me being in the U.S., in the domestic U.S. markets as well? I mean, I, I, I would think so, because I think that the way the world is, is, is going right now, uh, you know, every, every customer or every prospect wants their the company that they're engaging with to 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 know what they're looking for uh and i think the the two the two uh the two sort of triggers or the two metrics is probably a better word sorry the two metrics that we we use to measure success uh unfortunately uh you know every insurance company will tell you that um closure is down to the agent so if you give a good agent um 10 leads, he'll be able to close three of those leads. If you give a bad agent 100 leads, he might be only able to close one. But the two metrics that we monitor very closely are first contact rate and first meeting rate. Um, and by doing that, it allow, it, it, it makes sure that the agent is engaged uh, with the prospect as quickly as possible. Um, and by making sure that the agent is engaged and making sure that the agent has spoken to the prospect and is, can see the prospect, um, we significantly increase the chances of that agent being able to convert that prospect. So, you know, we, we've got, uh, we, we definitely work with, uh, with some American companies already, um, and we work with uh, companies in Europe, uh, India, and, and, and Southeast Asia. So it seems that the the appeal is quite uh, is quite global in the sense that, you know, everybody wants to know more about their customers and everybody wants to be able to to have a more meaningful conversation with their customers uh, before they uh, before they engage. Yeah, I, I think um, I, I think that that meaningful um, engagement with the customer or at least having a conversation in order to provide a, a more meaningful engagement. I, I think that's pretty important because customers are 
looking to work with organizations that really understand them um, and uh, understand what their needs are so then they can take that back and feel as if the company uh, is truly working towards um, and for the benefit of what those customers, especially when you start to think insurance in the personal space. You know, uh, there's a, a lot uh, that, that you'll you'll hear, you know, about how insurance is acquired in this space uh, through customers, right? You know, customers are moving towards digital, depending on the complexity of the insurance type, um, looking for information um, and then, you know, looking to potentially talk some, to someone to, to close it, you know, in, in the non-digital channels. Right. And, and with that said, um, you know, those customers aren't just looking for generic information. They're looking for organizations that can truly say, OK, well, you're this customer type sort of hyper targeted um, uh, in, in terms of the understanding of, of what they need now you know one of the things that that you mentioned is that you know um, uh, your technology um, is powered by artificial intelligence so you know if, if you don't mind you know talk to me about how the technology um, uh, leverages artificial intelligence and its processes to help customers convert more of the visitors from um, you know, either the, the site or, or, or however they're engaging with, um, with, with these insurance uh, carriers and, and agencies? So, I mean, we do that in a, we do it in a couple of ways. Um, one way, and particularly uh, this is, you know, for, uh, so the Lucep tool can be, can be kind of launched on any digital platform. So one of the most common ones naturally is an insurance uh, company's website. And one of the things that the, the Lucep tool um, uh, is, is will learn to do, people will follow a particular path on the site. And based on the path that, uh, that, that uh, customers followed, you know, one thing is uh, for us to be able to give a, a kind of uh, uh, a rating for that customer. So to be able to tell you that, you know, um, five out of 10 customers that have come down a similar path have converted. Uh, the other, the other thing that, that we do as well is we try to learn about, for example, when is the best way that we should pop up or engage with the customer? So, you know, some of the studies that we found are things like uh, customers that come through Facebook traditionally are are, le are less in the buying process. They're more in the sort of uh, acquiring knowledge and gathering data phase. Um, and those that so so we kind of need to leave them with a little bit more time on the site before we want to pop up our widget or we want to ask them if they want to give us their name and their phone number. Uh, customers that come from LinkedIn, however, tend to be a little bit more engaged and probably need less time before there's a prompt for, hey, can we have your name and phone number? So the idea is that the technology is constantly working to make sure it's getting in front of a customer at the optimal time for them to be converted into a lead. And then we use the the distribution that I mentioned earlier to mention to to make sure that whoever this customer is uh, and, and is being engaged with by the, by the best person on that team. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, that's, that, that's pretty powerful, right? You know, especially when you're um, 
helping agents and carriers and, and users of your platform figure out the best point to truly engage and convert a customer from not just someone that's, you know, information gathering and searching, but someone that, that we may be able to, uh, or an organization may be able to close on um, and then provide the right level of uh, service and, you know, policies and coverage and whatever they may be looking for. You know, I, w one of the things that uh, over time I've been um, trying to, to help the listeners and folks in the industry understand is that, um, you know, there is truly this hyper marketing um, that gets very specific to the customer types that organizations need to understand, right? Because in this industry, you know, especially um, in, you know, some of the more traditional channels, you see a lot of organizations trying to acquire and market to customers in the same way. So to the point that you made in relation to Facebook versus LinkedIn in terms of collecting data, um, you know, trying to market the same uh, to the customers that are using the two platforms are going to uh, drive two completely different results. Um, and um, and it seems that, you know, the the um, the research and the results from your platform actually proves and shows that the results are different. And I would assume that it will be the same if you're marketing on Twitter or if you're using a, another element of trying to uh, get, uh, of, of trying to engage the customer now you know with that said um, you know as that customer is on the social media site let, let's say it is Facebook or or, or, or um, you know another one LinkedIn or, or, or another one uh, you know how are you helping the carrier or the agent to serve up the type of information that that customer is looking for? So if they're information gathering on a Facebook versus, you know, ready to, to make the purchase on LinkedIn, you know, how are you or, or are you even helping the agent in the, the, uh, the, the carrier to serve up the right level of information to that customer as they're doing their information gathering and searching? So what, what obviously, you know, we, what we're able to do, um, for example, that, that helps is we're able to, to, to tell the agent, what was it that this particular customer was looking at? So for example, what one of the, uh, you know, was it a Facebook ad? Was it a Facebook article? Uh, were they on your website reading, uh, about your policies? What did they come directly from an EDM? Um, and what was that EDM about? So we're able to provide them with that much information. I know that, uh, you know, the right now there's a lot of, uh, particularly with GDPR from the, U, from, from the EU, there's a lot of restrictions around what is the information or what is the data that we can uh, provide on that customer. Um, and naturally, you know, uh, insurance, as as you as you well know, is is quite a regulated industry. Um, and so, what we're what we try to do is, as I said, we we can provide any information that the customer voluntarily gives us. So, you know, whether that's income, age, gender, uh, we can provide whatever content they were looking at, um, or ad they were looking at, or ad that they clicked on. Uh, and then we, we're, we're also, as I said, able to provide whatever you have publicly available online. Um, and, and this, the, idea, the whole point is that it's meant to help um, the agent within. So the other thing that we do uh, is an instant notification of the lead when it's created. And the value of that is 
I, I, I know a lot of people who have told me that, you know, when they request uh, a callback or they've tried to contact an insurance company, uh, that it, it's taken them days, weeks, in some cases, uh, you know, and, and I'll be very honest with you, when we, when we go and meet insurance companies, one of the first things we do is we send a message down their website just to test how long uh, it takes before someone from their company calls us back. I cannot tell you how many people we don't even get calls back from. Um, and so the idea here is that we give an instant notification to the agent on their phone. If it's a company-generated lead and the agents are competing for it, then the first person to engage um, will get that lead and is able to call and contact that, that customer within five or ten minutes. Now, I cannot tell you how much of a powerful statement that is when you're – particularly in the insurance space because in insurance – you want to know that that person that you're contacting is there for you, and uh, being and responding within five or ten minutes of somebody saying, "Hey, I want to call back from this business," allows you to 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 get that and to engage with them. So it's it, it's really really a powerful uh, uh, it, it's really a powerful tool to be able to show a customer that a you're interested uh, and b that you you know you're there for them, um, and I think. Uh, when we speak to our customers who have gone through the process uh, with us and we ask them, you know, why, why did you pick this agent or why did you do this? A lot of the times, um, one of the, the top three answers is because he contacted me first. Absolutely. You know, um, and I think um, you're you're spot on in regards to, you know, when a customer is looking to, uh, you know, call and speak with someone, whether it's in an agency or within an insurance organization, that they're there for you because in the event that they be they do become a customer, um, you want to make sure that uh, or they would want to make sure that the claims that they may wind up filing for is, is going to get answered. They're going to get the right answers. They're going to get going to get paid. Um, and, and then also, you know, in, in regards to even just helping them prior to them becoming a customer, understand the coverages and the types of things that they need is is really important in that regard. So, um, you know, as you're working in the insurance space, so, you know, you're, you're working with both carriers and agents and others. Are you seeing a difference in how carriers or agencies are, are using your platform? Well, I mean, they fundamentally operate as different businesses. So, you know, the carrier is very interested in, and, and we work with, uh, we work with, as I said, some very large ones almost on a regional level. Um, and what they're interested in is how do they maximize their marketing spend? Uh, naturally, you know these are these are agent uh, these are companies who are spending a lot on or I would say inc- spending more on digital marketing and digital media. And the question is, how do they get the most out of that spend? Um, how are they able to track what happens to that spend? How are they able to track the responses, where it comes from? Uh, you know, who who is who is responding to those to those leads? I think. One of the biggest problems that um, that the carriers had was that, <laughs> and they will tell us that the leads that they would provide to agencies was something of a black hole. So they would collect these leads, they would then segregate them and and send them down to different agencies, and at the end of the month, that agency would come back and tell you, okay, we sold you know X number of policies. But what the insurance company never understood was 
you know, did you sell these policies from our advertising? Did you sell them from your own network? Did you, you know, how many of our leads were quality leads? How many were bad? So, so they didn't really, there was no tracking mechanism for them to understand the quality of these leads or where they were spending their money and how effective it was. So I think, uh, you know, the biggest difference here is that you have ca uh, carriers who have got very diverse digital marketing plans um, and they want to track and they want to see uh, who, you know, which one is performing and which one they should invest in. The agencies, on the other hand, are very different. As I said, they are just looking for more and more tools to help them sell. Um, you know, they, they, agents are hustlers. They are, they, they're out there trying every, every little thing they can to get a lead, to generate, uh, to generate any interest in their product. Uh, and, you know, we, we went down to, uh, to an agency here. Uh, it's a Tide agency. And we pitched. And after that, we had uh, a couple of their agents approach us and say, hey, you know, we, we really want to try this irrespective of whether our company is going for it or not. And I, I was really impressed because, you know, one of the agents kind of took it on board. He said, I'm going to invest, uh, uh, you know, 40 or $50 in Facebook uh, lead ads, which is a platform that we integrate into as well, uh, along with Instagram ads or Instagram lead ads. And he invested some money. He, he had a very specific type of uh, insurance. He, he, he was very specific on only covering people who have existing diabetes. So he kind of knew exactly who his target was. And he said that within, uh, within one week, he got uh, 40 or 50 leads. Uh, he met 20 of them in the first week. And he closed, I think it was four policies on the first meeting. Uh, now, he was completely blown away by that because for an agent to be getting 20 leads in, in one week or, or 20 meetings in one week is, for him was just rather unheard of, um, especially from one kind of ad. So it really showed to him the power of what targeted digital marketing is able to do because you're engaging with people who are looking at a particular area or are looking for something um, and you're able to talk to them and you're able to communicate directly to them and to their needs. Yeah, yeah, and and to be able to do it um, on a on a reasonable uh, invest using a reasonable investment is actually pretty solid as well in terms of what he invested to get those leads and and then to get those meetings. So you know, um, Zal, I want to I want to uh, switch gears a little bit and just talk uh, a little more about what's happening in the insurance industry. So you know, you sit in Singapore um, and you also um, you know have the opportunity to talk to and to engage with folks all around the world. Are there any trends that's playing out in the insurance industry that you're seeing, let's say, in Singapore or in um, in India, that might be applicable to um, the the markets in, let's say, Africa or Europe or the Americas? Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I think uh, I think that uh, Europe, uh, the, the sort of U.S., North America. Um, Australia, New Zealand, these are all pretty advanced markets. Um, so the, 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 I think the biggest difference is that, you know, when it comes to getting your travel, health, auto insurance, uh, these are markets that people are very comfortable going online and um, completing the whole process online. And that's a, and that's a bit of a difference from uh, what it was even 15, 20 years ago. 
um, and in and I would say in some parts of Asia. So you know, Asia, Africa, India, there there are there's kind of a middle ground here. Um, where some people are very comfortable purchasing things like travel insurance with just uh, you know an additional click on their flight booking. Um, that's a very common way to buy it here. Uh, whereas life insurance is still something that is very or fairly new and uh, fairly underserved in those markets. I, I think you know uh, one of the uh, expressions that we're told quite often is that. Many people in Indonesia, Malaysia, Thailand, uh, in India who are buying life insurance are the first people ever in their family to be purchasing this type of insurance. Uh, and so generally it gets tied to some sort of financial plan. Um, so it's more like an investment linked uh, uh, an investment linked product as opposed to just a, a straight up life insurance product. But the overall what we're seeing, um, and this is regardless of whether our companies, uh, you know, we in Latin America and in North America, Europe or Asia, uh, there is a really big push towards technology. And um, and I think, you know, we saw this in banking about uh, eight, 10 years ago, where the whole of the the whole of the industry went through this this digitization process. And I think that's what's happening now with the insurance space. I think it's been happening for the last few years, but I think it's really, I think it's really picking up speed. And uh, you know, insurance companies are moving away from just dealing with traditional spreadsheets and kind of they 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 understand that the world is moving digital. I mean, you know, a quote that I that I often like to 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 talk about is the fact that eighty percent of insurance company uh, insurance customers will touch at least one digital channel in their buying journey. And most insurance agents are still operating in a very traditional referrer kind of going and meeting people face to face. Uh, uh, it, they're still operating in that kind of a, uh, of a methodology. Um, and so I think this, the change to digitization is happening uh, there are definitely agents that are bristling at it, and there are agents that are sort of wholeheartedly accepting it. So I think, um, as with as with all kinds of companies and all kinds of change, there there's a there's a problem, not a problem, but there there's definitely a transition phase. Um, and you know, it's all about people being comfortable with the technology. And I think one of the things that we did at Lucep is we really tried to minimize the complication. So we know that there are companies and, and uh, you know, one of, our, one of our customers has installed Salesforce, for example. Um, but they were telling us how none of the agents want to use it. And that's a real typical problem just because, you know, it might be too complicated or... Uh, you know, they don't necessarily want to be tracked. We've kept Lucep sort of as simple as possible. Um, and also we've put in some little sort of uh, things where we, we make sure. So we have one of the things that we have in Lucep is a, is a post interaction survey. Um, and what that does is as soon as an agent calls the customer, they have to report on the success of that call. Um, in order to even go back to the main menu or to get uh, to go back to the other screen or anything like that, 
they, you know, and, and just on that basis alone, the company is able to track, you know, whether th these types of ads or these types of this type of content is getting you your first meeting, it's getting you your engagement, or is it getting a lot of not interested leads? And then you can refine the content and refine the ad. So our whole point is we want to be part of the whole digital marketing process. So we want to go back to these companies and tell them, hey, look, guys, you know, you might have gotten uh, 5,000 clicks on this ad, that's great. But when it came down to it and when they eventually spoke to an agent, you know, their conversion rate was really low. So maybe the ad is, is not saying the right thing. Maybe it's speaking, you know, the, the, it's not saying, uh, what you wanted to say or the, what the agent wants it to say. Uh, and you, 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 we need to retweet this because there's no point in you generating all these leads if none of them are converting. No, I, I, absolutely. So, um, so now you know we we've talked about you know where Lucid has been and what you all are doing today. Um, what do you see as the sort of the future for the organization, and you know what's going to continue to propel Lucid into its growth mode? So, I mean, right now we look and we've only just started with the insurance space. I think it was a, an industry that we uh, started looking at really actively maybe eight months ago, uh, eight, eight, ten months ago. And now, you know, we've decided that 2019 is going to be uh, entirely focused on insurance. If other customers, you know, they'll kind of have to come to us and beg us and then maybe we will uh, support them and service them. But mainly insurance is really where we want to focus because we really see this is where we can help the most. Uh, in terms of the, you know, if I, you know, to get down to brass tacks, if you look down at the pure revenue numbers that our tool uh, supports in terms of growth, so we can take the same number of leads that a company has been generating month on month and if we can convert more of those into customers, you, the company's profit margin increases significantly. Um, and so based on our calculations and our experience, if you increase your first meeting, uh, your first contact rate and your first meeting rate, it has a huge impact on the eventual uh, conversion rate at the bottom because you're talking to more people, you're meeting more people, that means you're getting more second meetings and that means you're converting more. So uh, it, we really, you know, our focus is on insurance. Um, we, we want to kind of continue our growth uh, in Europe and, and, in, uh, and in North America as well. Uh, I think that's, and I think what, what you're seeing is that the insurance agents and the agencies themselves are also becoming a little bit more sophisticated. So they're starting to ask for, uh, you know, better tools or uh, ways to engage. I think the, the what has what has been successful with Lucep is that you know we can be deployed for a ten man company uh, just as easy as we can be deployed for a thousand person business. So the and and we you know we can either be a standalone tool or we can integrate with your CRM and your data process management systems or anything like that. So we really can fit in to whatever size organization you have. Uh, and at the end of the day, every company uh, wants 
leads. They want better leads. They want more of them. They want higher quality. They, you know, they want more information on them. They want better tracking. Uh, and this is all data and, and, and information that Lucep provides. So for us, like 2019, 2020 is really uh, focused on insurance, and that's what we, that's what we, uh, that's where we're hoping to, to to put all our time and energy. Yeah, and, and I think um, I think this this is absolutely the right time to be focusing on insurance, especially as you know over the past few years and even into now, you know we're starting to see a lot of these agencies um, as well as carriers truly focus on uh, the customer experience and um, things that's going to drive growth through um, innovation in regards to things that they haven't been doing before. You know, so, um, hey, Zal, you know, one of the questions that I always ask, um, and it, it really is to to help the listeners, you know, make this tangible and to be able to go back and, um, you know, change the status quo in their organizations. You know, if there was a piece of advice that you would give uh, any of the listeners of this podcast to go back to their desk and their offices and and change the way in which they're doing business, change the status quo, you know, what advice would you give them to, to innovate their organizations? Well, I mean, the, the one thing I would say is that uh, look at how you're engaging your customer. And I, I'm, I'm only saying this because I think, again, I, I will use, you know, insurance's close cousin of banking. Um, and banking realized about 10 years ago that they had to adapt that customers who were getting used to kind of an Apple or Google type of experience when they purchased, which was very easy, very seamless, uh, with sort of customizations based on the customer's requirements, they realized that they needed to step up this game because it didn't matter what whether they were in banking or not, all customers wanted to be engaged in the same way. Um, I, I'll give you a stat that uh, really shocked me. Uh, it's from one of our uh, uh, automotive customers. And what he told us was that um, on average, a customer would uh, visit eight showrooms uh, before purchasing a car uh, about 20 years ago. Now they visit about 1.3. So all of that research is actually done online. So the customer is already on on online and they know exactly what they're looking for uh when they get when they when they sort of land in the showroom to get it and that's no different from insurance you know people are googling what's the best health insurance what's the best life insurance why do i need life insurance and you need to make sure that you are in front of the customer when they are doing this when they're on facebook when they're looking for this information uh when they're having life events i think one of the other things that you know, a lot of the companies we talk about, they trigger marketing around is whether somebody has a child, gets married or, you know, has some of these other uh, major life events. And, and how do you engage and how do you trigger them to think that they might need some support or insurance around that time? So, you know, I, I really think it's about understanding how, what is your approach to the customer? I think insurance is slowly changing. But, uh, it, you know, if you talk to some agents, they'll they they'll tell you that, oh, you know, Facebook is only for uh cat videos uh it, it isn't it unfortunately whether you like it or not that's really the way that a lot of the world sees the world um and views content and views data and information and so if you don't know how to maximize your impact in that space 
um, it's going to be hard for you to grow in the next five to 10 years. Yeah, you know, I think that um, that analogy that, that you gave made it really tangible in regards to um, the visiting of showrooms. And you're absolutely right. You, you know, people don't go to eight or more anymore. Um, and it's because of the power of the information that's put in front of them. They know what they want prior to going into this space. Um, now, um, in the insurance industry, especially when you start to look at the smaller um, you know, needs, the, the more um, low complexity types of coverages and products, I, I think that's absolutely the case. And, and even when you get into the sophisticated ranges of some of the more complex um, you know, customer types or, or, or policyholders, um, they are, they're still doing their research um, prior to engaging with an agent or engaging on a carrier's platform. So, you know, I, I think that that truly makes it tangible, you know. So, Zal, you know, I, I really want to say thank you. You know, I truly do um, appreciate having the opportunity to talk to you about your thoughts in this space and also what Lucip is doing. You know, if anyone wanted to learn more about, uh, you know, your product and your organization, what's the best way for them to do that? So, I mean, we, ha we have a website, but like all good tech websites, I think it's a little out of date in terms of the technology that we're developing. I think uh, probably the best way is if they want to get in touch with me, uh, they can do so. Uh, they just they can either email me directly, zal at lucep.com, or they can contact me on LinkedIn, uh, zal dustor. I, I can't imagine there's that many of those, that, that many names in the world. Um, so I'm pretty sure you're going to be easy. I'm easy to find. Perfect. Perfect. And what I'll do is I'll also link to, uh, both your LinkedIn and also the, uh, the Lucid, um, the website in the show notes so people can find you easily. So, um, so Hey, that would be fantastic. Awesome. So, you know, once again, I want to say thank you. I truly do appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to following the successes of Lucid. Wonderful. Thank you so much for your time and, and for letting me be part of the podcast. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Insurance Innovators Unscripted Podcast. Now, if this is your first time listening, click that subscribe button so you can get all of the new episodes every Thursday. Don't forget to share this amongst your social media network, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and so on. So all of your colleagues could hear all of the great things that's happening in this industry. So, you know, once again, thanks for listening and I'll see you next week.